Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Notes Magoats podcast. I'm Brandon, and I'm Steve. And guys, it is a Tuesday, and uh, it is what we're doing today. We'll already know if a certain somebody won an Oscar for what we're talking he about. Damn well, better he did. Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. Um, but Steve, you actually brought this to my attention of what we're doing today. I did. You texted me, and you're like, bro. You need to watch this. And yep. I said, okay. So that night, literally, I watched it. And uh, yeah, it's, we'll get into what my thoughts are on it. Yeah. So, Steve, so Steve, what are we talking about today? Dude, it is uh, damn near end of March. Yep. Um, hopefully by now we have baseball. Yeah. I think by now I figured out if I actually won money or lost money at the NCAA bracket. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think. It takes like 18 years for that to figure out. Right. There better not be any snow. There better not be snow. And I better be at least getting to points to be able to practice baseball outside. That's all yeah. I care about at this yeah. point. Um, but the reason I bring up that it's almost the end of March. It's March 29th, guys. Um, this is the first time in 2022 we're doing something with a Broadway semblance. That yeah. has Broadway, Broadway um, esque, I guess. Right. Which is weird for us. Usually, it doesn't. We don't go this long. Right. The last one we did was like Sweeney Todd. Yeah. That's like shit. Almost six months. Yeah. Man. I know it. We're not doing good. No. I guess you kind of conto a little bit, but not really. It's Disney. That's it's it, yeah. I don't count that as as, as Broadway, no. Um, unless they're making a Kanto Broadway, which they probably they might. I mean, they, they made they made Frozen, they made Little Mermaid, they've made Aladdin, Beauty Aladdin, Beast. Lion King, all this stuff. Yeah. So the live action in Kanto, let's go. Um, right. So, Brandon, I did bring this one to your attention. It was brought to my attention uh, by the good old Facebook, featuring an actor who is um, a under the radar amazing actor got a lot of shit for coming some of one of the roles he did not as well as other ones apparently but if you look back on it it was actually pretty good and apparently Um, i think they all come they're all together in a in a movie on the newest one yeah i heard they're all together it is the year of andrew garfield man he he's all like good and bad he's back here we are gonna do the musical uh soundtrack to the movie tick tick boom Tick, tick, boom. Which is a Netflix movie. Uh, it's based also a Broadway on, show. Based on the Broadway show uh, yeah. by uh, Jonathan Larson. Yeah. Tick, tick, boom. Brandon, were you were you familiar with the show before this movie or what? Tick, tick, boom. No. Um, you knew who Jonathan Larson was. Rent, obviously. Yes, yes. Rent. Right. But not this. And I didn't know what Tick, Tick, Boom was or what it was about. So, okay. um yeah, and, and I did for, not either for a long time. I thought that this was just a, a a musical movie made about him getting to rent, which I mean, technically it is, but I didn't realize that it was actually a Broadway show. Yes, I'm the same way as you. I did not know a lot about Jonathan Larson. I knew he made rent. He was the creator of rent. I didn't actually even know the sad stuff. Actually, I didn't I know, know that. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit too, I think, at the end of here. But um, this was like a—it's <laughs> a movie, but it was like a history project for me. And like, yeah. I found myself watching it and like googling things and like, what the hell is going on? What is this? And like, what is what is happening here? And walking through it and like doing the Cliff Notes version of like, um, remember those uh, that crazy music uh, video show on VH1 was like pop music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like you watch music video and then they have like pop bubbles and would tell you like fun facts about fun the facts video. about the right. I found myself doing that to like Google of this of this movie. I was just like googling, like telling my wife, "Hey, did you know this person's in this and this and this?" She's like, "Shut the fuck up! What are you doing?" I'm like, "Watch a movie." Right. And I would be bugging E because E watched it with us too, and I'm like, "Hey, did you know that person?" He's like, "I don't know who that person is, Dad. Leave me alone." Right. Right. And I'm like having the time of my life. You're here. having the time like, of your life. Right. 
living my Broadway glory. Right. Um, like, did you know that person is that person? No. Like that. that she was in Hamilton. She was Nuh-uh. right. Yeah. And like, and they're just like, and my wife told me to shut up finally. And then to text, to text my boyfriend, who is you, by the yeah. way, um, <laughs> she's like, text your boyfriend, all this stuff. I'm like, I will. Damn it. Right. And, and I then did. I, and then I think you texted me, you need to watch tick, tick, boom. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That's, 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 that's how we got full circle on the story is, is that exactly what's happening? Yeah. I was bugging my family and they were like, bug your other family, which is you. right. It is um, me. Right. And it kind of worked out. Your wife does that to you too with me. Yeah. Like, exactly. leave me alone. Go, go bug Steve. Okay? Go bug Steve. Yep. And well, you do. Yeah. So tick, tick, boom is an American biographical musical drama. Yeah. By yep. it was, in a, like I said, it was, it's, it's a Netflix movie. Uh, Netflix has been has made a, a claim they're going to put out a, a new movie every week in 2022. Wow. Um, this one came out in 2021, but they've been doing it for a while here. Um, it was directed by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Sure was. This is directing debut. Never directed something before, so it's the first time he's ever directed a a movie or a play or anything. Is that's his first gig. So, written by Stephen Levinson. Okay. You know who Stephen Levinson is? I know the name. He wrote uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you've got the guy that, that did Hamilton, the guy that did Dear Evan Hansen, that yeah. combined to make this movie. The movie is a semi-biographical take on Jonathan Larson and his play Tick Tick Boom. Larson is best known for creating Rent. Uh, the film does star Andrew Garfield. He is the lead, um, playing Jonathan Larson. Robin, Je- Robin de Jesus, de, de Jesus, de Jesus, de Jesus, de Jesus. He's the Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. Of uh, Vanessa Hudgens, who may be or was at least married to Nick Lachey at one point, and a bunch of Broadway cameos. And there's other actors that are involved in this as well. There's not as Absolutely. not as familiar, not as not as household names. Those are three a, big household names. There was. I remember the old. There was the the old lady, the agent. Was mm-hmm. a, was a judge on Law and Order SVU? Yep, I, I saw that a lot, and I, like, and I, was, and I, I am DB'd it because that's what I do. <laughs> well, Richard Kind is in it. Um, yeah, he plays one of the one of the uh, other playwrights. Um, yep. uh, Bradley, I can't remember the guy that plays Sondheim. His last name now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. He's an, he's either. a famous actor, but he he's only in it for very. He's only got a couple of speaking lines. He's played season Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. Um. Now, funny thing is, all the songs in this movie were actually written by Jonathan Larson. They're all yep. original, original songs by him um, and scored by Jonathan Larson, which is nuts. So, and I'll get into how they did that in a minute here. Um, it's been nominated for two golden globes, best musical comedy. It did lose to West side. Okay. Um, for comedy? And it was nominated for music, musical and comedy. Mu- mu- so oh, musical so golden comedy. globes puts okay. musicals and comedies all in the same grouping. Oh, okay. um, that's weird. It is what they do, but they have like a drama, they have musical comedy, and they have another one for their like best pictures or movies. Okay. Um, and then for best musical comedy, best actor was Garfield. He did win that. He did nice. win that. So um so he won the Golden Globe, the best male um for this one for best actor. Yeah. It is nominated for the best male Oscar um actor uh for Garfield. He better win it. I'm just Who's he up against, do you know? Uh, I know Cumber Slooch is one of the ones for um, the Western that he was in. Okay. Um, I don't know the other ones. Okay. Off the top of my head. I can probably find it out. I'm doing I'm, looking it up uh, right now. I'm looking it up right now. I know, now I know like it's, uh, you know, the, right, the Cumber Are, you ready? are yeah. you ready? Okay. Yep. So a- Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Yep. Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch for uh, The Power of the Dog. Yep. That ha- one. Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denzel Washington, the tragedy of Macbeth, and Will Smith for King Richard. I knew the King Richard one, yeah, because uh, he, uh, Will Smith actually won the Best Actor Drama Golden Globes for King Richard. Okay, I think I think Will Smith is actually is his only um is really his only challenger for this one for I the think Oscar so too. I saw being the Ricardos, and I mean Javier was was. He was Ricky good. Ricardo, wasn't he? He was Ricky Ricardo, and uh, Nicole Kidman was, uh, was Lucy. Was Lucy, which the movie was fine, but it wasn't anything to sneeze at. So, and Cumberbatch and the Power of the Dog, I've heard is very good. It's it's a very good one. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw a story about him. His the actor the the 
person he portrays is very standoffish and kind okay. of an absolute douchebag. Where in all in all reports that Cumberbatch is not this guy. He's very um he's British. He's 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 very cordial. He also is like one to like not say no very often. He says yes to a lot of things. Yeah. But his character says no to everything. So the director actually made Cumberbatch um portray the character and not break character through the entire filming of this movie so the cast and the crew never interacted with benedict cumberbatch they interacted with this character who was an absolute douchebag so there was a funny story i read that um and we sidebarred but a funny story i read is that at the end of that movie there's a funeral scene that the last thing they shot was a funeral scene of cumberbatch's characters in this casket and he's he's dead and they cut and the movie's over and Benedict Cumberbatch like wakes up, he comes out of the uh, the, the the casket, and the casting crew are just like watching him and waiting for him. And he's like, "Why the hell are you guys all staring at me?" And they're like, "Well, we've never really met you." Hi, yeah. Benedict. Hello. And he's just like, it hit him at that point. He's like, "I haven't actually been myself around any of these people for the last few months." It's like, yeah. And so he kind of like broke the ice and did his thing. But right. I thought it was kind of fun. But yeah, yeah, I've heard Power of the Dog is good, but also. The only two that I've heard that that are up for this that are really mean anything is Will Smith for King Richard, which is the the, the Williams sisters' dad, yeah. and then uh, Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom. Um, yeah. Now, to get into this a little further here, to write and direct this movie, uh, Linda Miranda and uh, Stephen Levinson were able to access Jonathan Larson's notes and private recordings that are stored in li- the Library of Congress. Really. So we've actually talked to Library of Congress before on this podcast. How not everything, yeah, not everything gets to be involved in that. Right. So they only take what's culture significant. They took everything that Jonathan Larson had written or recorded is in the Library of Congress as being culturally significant. Wow. So Levinson and Miranda were able to access that material to use it to actually create and to get all of these songs the right way and score them the right way mm-hmm. based on what Jonathan Larson had already done. Okay. Like a cheat sheet to like greatness, basically. Right. Absolutely. Um, the movie itself does take place, uh, will take place in the, in the late eighties and early nineties and uh, tackle some pretty hardcore topics of living in New York, uh, the AIDS crisis as it relates to the gay community, mm-hmm. um, you know, housing shortages, rent, and those sort of things. Some of the same things he tackles on a lot of his other, other stories as well right. are in this, but um, the, the AIDS crisis is probably one of the biggest ones and how it impacts the gay community and those outside of the community as well. Um, now, the soundtrack itself was released November 12th of 2021. It's 17 tracks. That includes three bonus tracks, mm-hmm. um, 54 minutes long. Uh, it did reach number 13 on the Billboard 200, Brandon. Really? Yeah. All right. Number four on the soundtracks chart. Not surprised. Um, and then once again, using those Library of Congress recordings, they actually Miranda, Limbo Miranda, and Steve Levinson felt it was important to credit the score to only Larson. So yeah. in order to do that, they had to use the songs, music from the Library of Congress, which is which I referenced before. Mm-hmm. Um, all the songs were written by him. The um before we get to the singles, the one big feature on here that I actually did like, and I'm not sure if you knew who this person was, but the play game was done by Tariq Trotter. Yeah. Who is Black Thought from The Roots. Yeah. Look at you knowing who The Roots are. Hey, man, I know my Jimmy Fallon. I know you do. But when he showed up on there, I was just like, ah, it's Black Thought. Well, yeah. like, that's why my wife told me to shut up. Yeah. Oh, um, good. It had two singles. Yeah. 3090 and Louder Than Words. Yep. So I feel like I've been talking forever in a day. Yeah. And like fangirling about uh, good, man. musicals and yep. Broadway. Yeah. Um, Brandon, Steve. what was your favorite track? Man, I picked I picked one of the singles. I picked mm-hmm. one of the singles. I picked 3090. The opener. Now, I did. Now, the reason why I picked it is this is this is our first look into the actor Andrews vocal talent. And this dude can sing really, really, really well. The role was absolutely perfect for him. Like I, I even, I even 
looked i'm like okay you know like some of these actors who are cast as so and so like yeah maybe they could pass for it jonathan larson and andrew garfield are like freaking twins yeah i mean they could be they could be they could definitely be related and garfield's the prettier the prettier larson well absolutely oh yeah for sure but i'm also not surprised though that andrew garfield is nominated for an oscar for this one and why he won a golden globe for this one uh this song specifically though getting back to the song has a great story about turning 30 you know that really which really is a monumental thing for for larson in the course of this whole story this whole this whole movie show whatever um revolves around it it revolves around it because for larson he hasn't had a show hit broadway yet and he's turning 30 where a lot of his other writers steven sondheim all these other people who whatever whatever had their first shows hit broadway in their 20s and he was like i do not want to hit 30 and not have a show on broadway and so that for me just the story of it all of pushing for wanting to be you know, good and get your, hit your goals and make it what it is. Like that for me is why I picked uh, 3090 as my favorite. I like it. No, I love, I love, I love that track. I love how the album starts off with it. And it's just so upbeat in the movie, the movie, how he starts off with him and the piano and just going for it. Oh, absolutely. It's so good. So good. So it just draws you right in. And it does. So Steve, I know that you and I talked about this. We already, you at least know my, Yes, I know mine. yours. I asked. You know mine. So I feel like yours is going to be different. They are. Yes. Yeah. I, I asked. So, guys, a little bit of backstory. Normally, Brandon and I don't talk about what our, our three songs are. Um, with this uh, soundtrack, I wanted to highlight as many songs as possible for yeah. you to check out because there it's it's there's not a, a lot of bad here. There's not a lot. No. Um, and nitpicking bad is a lot of nitpicking is if you're going to find some bad. But um, so I was like, Brandon, what are your favorites? Don't give me any backstory, nothing on them. Just give me give me the just list. What they are. Yep. What they are just so I don't pick them. And he's, he gave me them and I gave him some shit. It's kind of what I do. And I'll give him some shit here in a minute, but it's going to happen. Um, mine, I, I picked two for my favorite because I kind of thought they go together. Okay. And I picked Boho Days and No More. Okay. Um, for Boho Days, I love the gang vocal on this track. It's the second song. I mean, yeah. but it's 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 them in the apartment, kind of going for after a show, and they're just kind of going there, hanging out. Yeah. And Todd is like the, the dude, and like this the guy that comes, Todd. Like, oh, poor Todd. Right. Like he's just there. He's just there because you have the good drips. Yep. Um. But I these these both of these songs are perfect Broadway setup songs. To set the stage for the characters, which is what Boho Days does. Yeah. And then um, for your background of your stage set, which is what No More does. Boho Days kind of breaks down the character sets and how how they kind of got to where they are. And No More breaks down New York and like what it's like to live in New York in a very shitty apartment and to move up to live to you know, you're moving to the, the east side yep. and getting a better, getting a better space, that deluxe apartment in the sky, baby. Yeah. And it's both of the songs are super catchy. They let Garfield embody Jonathan Larson. Absolutely. It's, it gives you like that, like looking in the mirror effect, like, dude, he's, he is living up to everything this guy was in the biggest persona way he possibly can on both of these tracks. Right. Well, with with that too, I just I just want to say that like, you know, sometimes when you watch when you watch a movie or a, or a show, even mm-hmm. even a Broadway musical, like you see, you're like, oh, that's an actor playing somebody. Yeah. For this, it is very much. I was drawn into Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson, like that. I was drawn into it. Like, yes. Andrew Garfield was Larson, like that. It just point blank. And for me, I will I will go back to Hamilton. Yeah. Jonathan Groff is the king. Oh, 100%. It, it just he is. I don't it just is. 
It just it doesn't matter what it is. He just is. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about Garfield, though, I saw an interview with him on the Graham Norton show, which is a BBC show of um, how he got this role. OK, so it happens to be a friend of his is a, is a, a pretty well-known barber or uh, hairstylist in uh, in Brooklyn. Okay. And this he knows Lin-Manuel Miranda cuts his hair and Lin-Manuel was talking about this this um this project and he was talking to him and he's like man do you think Garfield can can sing can he do it and the hairdresser Alice is like yeah Andrew can do whatever he can do it he definitely can do it like he's I heard him sing it's like a bird it's it's like an angel's on high it's the most amazing thing you ever heard in your life (laughs) he's like and Lin-Manuel just ate it up he's like so he leaves the shop and my buddy calls me he's like Andrew can you sing you better be able to sing because I kind of put myself in the line for you now and I don't want to piss this guy off. So you better be able to sing. He's like, I, I might be able to. He's like, so I got back to New York after doing Spider-Man right. and had to like take vocal lessons for weeks to get to the to audition because he was like, I could sing, but I wasn't like trained. Right. So but it was funny, like his his buddy gave him got him the part on a whim and then was like, Dude, you better be able to knock this out of the park because my reputation's on the line now. Because I, I said you'd be good, right? Like you don't want to piss off Lin-Manuel Randa right, right now. He's anything that touches is fire, for sure. So I thought that was funny. Like it was That's just kind hilarious. of one of those things right. that like, he, like your buddy's looking out for it. Got to this role yeah. and did not know. Now we did mention that there is there we do a pick. We pick three songs every every single time for these guys. We do our, our favorites, we do our least favorites, and we do our deep cuts. Now it's time to do our least favorites. Wah wah. Wah wah wah. I picked the shortest song on the album. Is it one of Tariq's out or one of Tariq's? No, tracks? it's not Tariq. It is, it sounds like Tariq, but it's not Tariq. It's Green Green Dress. Oh, okay. All right. Um it's uh it's between Boho Days and No More. So in the first, we've already covered the first four tracks in the album here, guys. Um, between Brandon's favorite, my two favorites, and my least favorite. The track musically is important for the film. Yes. Uh, it's the part where Jonathan sees Susan, who is the female antagonist, um, on the roof in her green dress. She tells him about her new job, which kind of sets some things off in emotion. Sets the yeah. movie kind of off. Makes it kind of run now. You, you're going fast because there's a timeline on the soundtrack. It makes little sense. And it's so short. Uh, yeah. Joshua Henry is the, is the uh, singer, the actor that does this song. He is also the, the male, the African-American male lead um, yeah. on in the, in the movie. He does, he's kind of like the, the player two to Jonathan Larson a lot of the times. Um, yeah. He gives this track a good try, but I feel like to be on par with the rest of the album, it needed to be longer. It needed to be I, yeah. more. And there's actually a bonus track with Jonathan Larson and Joshua Henry at the very end of the album going for it. And it is longer. And they did add some more to it. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of like an interlude. And those are important on stage. Those are yep. important on film. But they're not important in an album, in a soundtrack. Like to, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't hit home for me. Right. I would have much rather had the longer version with, with Larson and, uh, and Henry going for it together. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, the green, green dress was my least favorite. Brandon, what about you? Yeah. My least favorite. I picked Sunday. <sighs> I did. What. Uh, there are a lot of really great descriptors and words and lyrics throughout this track. Man, I was not digging the execution of this track. Too many, too many, too much lyrics, too many words for me. Um, I think is what it comes down to. Just too many, just too much. Not not simplified enough. This one played to me like a a Lim Miranda song. Okay. Very complex. Lots of stuff going on. That's true. Delivery though, dude, this is one of the best spots of the movie for a theater need a theater, a theater geek. Well, I mean, yes, you're not wrong. I mean, Bernadette Peters, Philippa Sue, Lin Manuel. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on of all the different Broadway actors that are that are featured in this. And it's like the Easter eggs, like, who's that person? Who's that right. person? Who's that person? And it's 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 so fun. I, yeah. I do understand for me listening to the album, it's kind of a, 
I listen to it, but it's it's one that doesn't catch my ear. Right. And I didn't really, when you told me this, because you told me this before, because I gave you shit already for it. You did. And I listened to it again, and I was like, yep, yeah, it's three and a half minutes long, but holy crap, do they pack in, Yeah. like, the song in this one. So maybe I they stretched it, it out a little bit more, or? Well, I don't even know about that. I think it makes sense in the movie. Mm-hmm. With, with everything going on and what's happening. Yes. But but aud- audibly it it's it's tough to without to, context. Without context, it's hard to grip your 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 your, your teeth into it. So I can um, see that. I can so, see that. But that's the only reason why and you know and I've and I saw the movie so I you know I know that. So I was trying to do a mix of like what, you know. So yeah. What you may hear without watch, if you don't have the context, it's, if you don't have the context, hard. it's very hard. It's, it's almost like listening. Listen, well, it's almost like listening to any theater soundtrack without the context of the actual play. Yeah. Like a lot of times you'll find tracks that are like this, like that makes no, no sense to me. Yeah. Um, the one in Hamilton that did to me was, was rewind. Oh, absolutely. I had no idea what the hell was going on until I saw it on stage and they actually yeah. rewind the stage. Yes. And you're like, I mean, there was a couple of Wicked the same thing. Like that I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like watching Wicked and actually listening to the tracks and like watching it and like that makes a ton more sense now. It clicks. Yeah. So it's it's you a lot of these you have to see the visual media. And luckily this is on Netflix. You can watch it. Yeah. So uh we're gonna play the old Broadway Wang, huh? It is it's time boyance and flair. Yep. For the uh Word association name game. Yes. All right, Steve. Yes. Dan, are you ready? I am. I am flamboyantly ready. All right. Too many options. Too many options. Too many options. Johnny can't decide. Yeah, because why, Steve? There's too many options. Too many options. All right. Next one. What we're doing. (laughs) What we're doing. What we're doing. Real life. I mean, yes. No, no. That's not it, though. Currently. what Therapy? I mean, technically, but no. What we're doing louder than words? No, damn it! <laughs> I I actually thought it was therapy. Shit. Uh, nope. <laughs> what we're doing? What we're doing? Well, we're talking. We are, but what are we doing, Steve? What what is what is the Wang game? Uh, what is the Wang? It's definitely not therapy. What? Well, what for some we, people, it might be. What are we doing? I said, what are we doing? And we're talking about wangs. This <laughs> is getting worse. Let <laughs> me tell you. You're going to have to tell me because I'm thinking to see her smile. And that doesn't wangs at all. Steve, what we're doing is play game. Oh, damn it. That's the play game. That's the play game. Oh, damn it. Yep. I liked therapy. That was a good one. I like that because this is therapy for us, man. We get yeah. to hang out and we talk and we we, we bullshit for a while. So and come to your senses. Damn, well, there's so many that could work for that. Steve, speaking of coming to your senses, man, that's my deep cut. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, but you already knew that. Our well, I don't know why, did, though. That's true. Uh, this song, man, is beautifully sung. Beautifully sung. Vanessa Hudgens, man. Woo. High School Musical did not did did not end. Oh, man, it aged perfect. Yeah, of all, I mean, okay, tangent on that even, mm-hmm. Zach Efron in Greatest Showman is an amazing singer and vocalist. Not as yeah. great as Vanessa Hudgens, in my opinion. I think that she has definitely progressed better and, like, has done more things intentional, especially do a role like this. This is a perfect role for her. Yeah. Um, But, man, this song is pivotal. The pivotal. This is the pivot song in the in the show in the the movie and the story of what's happening. Yeah. Uh, specifically, though, the story the song portrays is just brilliant. I love it. I actually like halfway shed a tear during this one because of 
in in the movie, I mean, you can see it more in the movie, but there's a lot on the line at this point when this song happens. And it's so frantic. It, it is so frantic. There's a lot going on, but then it, it happens. And then all of a sudden, as the song progresses, you feel so there's a lot of tension. I don't know, Steve, if you felt this, but like going into this song before Vanessa started, a lot of tension in the room and then like you can feel it. And then all of a sudden, as she was singing, and as you started looking on the faces of, you know, Andrew Garfield, his agent, you know, all the people throughout as the song was progressing, you're like, you, that that tension is starting to 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 release, and you're like, the calm is kind of coming. The calm is set coming in, and you're like, whoa! And then at the end of the song, you're just like, oh my gosh! Like, this guy, this is it. This is where the guy's like, where where. Jonathan Larson's life changes. Yep. So that for me, what was my, was my deep cut uh, coming, come to your senses. I like it. So that was my reason, Steve. Nice. I like yeah. it. I, I like that song. I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot there. A lot of these songs are hard to unpack. And uh, mine was, mine was actually why. Okay. Um, I love the emotional fragility of this, of this album, this track. Yeah. Um, I also love this is just a piano and Andrew Garfield. Yep. It is simply him uh, going through this, this whole big news of his, of what happened here. Um, the pain and the happiness that's felt on this track, both pain and happiness is palpable. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of those ones where you can feel everything and it's, it's just conveyed through song and his emotional through this, how he sings it. Yeah. Uh, friendships can be just as powerful as a brother and sister relationship uh, as a husband wife relationship in some situations. Yeah. And having to confront an impending sickness and death um, can be difficult. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what it is. Um, an AIDS diagnosis in the early eighties and nineties was basically a death sentence for so many. Yeah. You, there wasn't any really a lot of coming back from it. Um, it's hard to hear. And, and it's it's hard to hear this pain from a person that wasn't from the the gay community because this is the the pandemic before the pandemic yeah that hit the 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 gay male community really more than anybody else um and larson gets a lot of shit for this uh on for rent and for this show because he kind of um it's not mansplaining it, but he kind of takes it to like from the outside perspective and tries to portray how those people feel. Yeah. And that's how he, that's why he got a lot of shit for it. Um, I was going to ask you a question in regards to it, but you can finish your, your... so I, I feel like with him though, having a lot of his friends, he lost a lot of friends due to the sickness. So I believe his emotions are valid and how he wrote, wrote those stories was a valid way of doing it. And it's, it's just a, beautiful song and yeah. garfield this is the one that like give this man the oscar right now because mm-hmm. just this one it's just like there's nothing he can hide behind it's simply just him and a piano mm-hmm. there's no other vocalist there there's no other thing to help him out it has to he has to nail it he, he has to yeah. nailed it right so uh, what was your question dude i was just going to ask you do you think that because of his life experiences, like he he put those in those shows intentionally. Yeah, I yeah. do. I think it's well, and I think um, I actually read something, and I believe the person that Michael was based upon. Yeah. Um, actually played the 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 lead in Rent was actually in Rent. I believe. Really. Yeah, wow, he, that's he was the character Angel that, that passed in in, yeah. in Rent. I'm that's oh that gosh, was based that's a, on, but yeah, that's a whole sad I, story. I think that there's um, it was either him or it was the guy in the it was the other guy in the diner, the okay. other character in the diner that was diagnosed as well. Yeah, uh, one of the two of them was uh the character he actually played in Rent. Um, but yeah, I I really think it's his life experience. He was writing what he saw, yeah, and what he was feeling and what he was seeing and. I mean, having to deal with the housing crisis that was New York City in the 90s and the slums that was New York City um, yep. that time, it's not anything what it is now. It was it was a hellhole. Mm-hmm. And then Giuliani came in and cleaned it all up. But 
it was it was gross and landlords were slumlords this is where the slumlords came from yeah. um and to having to write about that and then to you know trying to you know get by by having 14 roommates and trying to figure life out while you're doing all this people just start leaving because they went to new york to be famous and now they're not um they're figuring yeah. shit out so i i think a lot of things he wrote were just based on his actual life experience yeah. and I, I mean i can't discredit him i mean lin-manuel did that with in the heights yeah i mean it, everybody does it i mean for I don't sure know. i hope sondheim didn't do it with sweeney, sweeney todd but you never know <laughs> you know um, i mean west side same thing that was sondheim but it was yeah you know you know and we we just lost sondheim just mm-hmm. recently we we, the last... we need to do west side story this year the, the spielberg one or the original original i haven't seen the spielberg one yet but i haven't heard good things i've heard mixed reviews on it yeah yeah mm-hmm. well we could do west side I'm okay with it. We'll see. The right. shark's going on here. For sure. But, you know, to wrap it up, man, I'll, I'll just go. I'm talking. I'm just kind of doing my thing here. Um, short and sweet for me, which is hard to do sometimes. Um, I loved this movie. Uh, it wasn't much a surprise that I'm a fan of Rent, uh, Lin-Manuel, and Andrew Garfield. It's kind of the trifecta. I, I love all three of them. Um, the movie felt like a stage production, and it wasn't clunky. No. Musical numbers were fantastic and fit well in the production. I absolutely loved Sunday, the movie version with the Broadway stars joining in. Um, Garfield deserves every award he receives for Betrayal of Larson. He kind of melded himself into it. It's it's uncanny, like you said, how he even looked like him and was able to embody everything yeah. that was about him. I'm like Even the snippets they showed you. And if you guys are unfamiliar with Jonathan Larson... Uh, who did create Rent? Hopefully, everyone that listens to this knows what Rent is. If you don't, right. shit, go, go, go watch go Rent. Watch Please Rent. watch the movie. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Yes, that's how long it needs to take you to watch that movie. I'm okay with it, but take take the whole time. Um, the whole year. He, he actually did. Uh, he wrote Rent after writing Suburbia and this one and Boho Days, um, but he never saw Rent on stage. Yeah, he passed Actually before. Actually died the week before it went out mm-hmm. on Broadway. So he had a uh, Marfa syndrome that wasn't caught. He could have probably lived if they'd have caught it. But mm-hmm. if you watch the character in this movie, it's very lifelike portrayal of Jonathan Larson. He was 100 miles an hour all the time and never slowed down to take care of himself. He was yeah. like, there's, there's scenes where his apartment is completely trashed because he's so locked in on trying to write this song and he can't write it, but he's not right. paying attention to anything else. Right. Not eating, not cleaning up after himself, not showering, nothing. And that's that was him. He just did that. And they they kind of count that as why he passed away. He had a heart attack and died. Right. He, was, he was not even 40. He was like 35. Right. right. 35, 36. He was, he was young. Yeah. Because Rank came out in 96 and he was 35 yep. when he died. And it, imagine if he'd have made it like a Sondheim who was in his 80s. Oh, man. I mean, imagine if he's around today with when Lin-Manuel. Oh. And like the things he could still do. I mean, Rent was Rent was groundbreaking. Yeah. In 96. Right. That's one of the first musicals that I actually like know. That 25 I... years ago. Right. It was groundbreaking. Like Hamilton was like groundbreaking. But like what else could have Larson done in that 25 years between Rent and Hamilton? Yeah. Like 20 years between the two of them. And like what could he have come up with just uh, we missed out we missed out i I love i love what we got from him i will i i I love what he's done and i I wish we could have more i mean Mm -hmm. as a theater nerd i wish we could have more yeah but the movie is a must watch for any musical and broadway fans guys check it out if you have a netflix subscription go for it if you don't have one steal your neighbors uh, and then watch it or get the free trial and then end it whatever um, yeah, do what you want to do. The movie itself for me is an eight of an eight out of ten. Soundtrack I gave a nine out of ten. Yeah, hundred percent. It's amazing. Once you watch the movie one time, you'll listen to the soundtrack a hundred times. Yeah, absolutely, and it all it'll all make sense. Yep. Uh, again, like I said at the top, man, I'm happily surprised by the vocal talent of Andrew Garfield on this one, man. Um, I also love this movie as a whole. Um, executed well, casting from top to bottom was just on freaking point um yep. 
musically though this hits out of the park you you never i mean i'm thankful that you had lynn manuel miranda behind this movie but because i don't i'm i I would have hated to have somebody else kind of direct this one and who knows what it would have turned out to be it probably would have been fine because net netflix does a really good job with movies but you never know you 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 never know so um again pleasantly pleasantly surprised and guys so 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 good so 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 good check it out um and by this point man andrew hope you won the freaking oscar for it man for sure uh so man yeah for me eight out of ten so that's 16 out of 20 guys check it out check it out for sure just it's an hour and a half maybe close to two hour uh two hours of your time you know it's entertaining it's it's gonna hit you a lot of different emotions but it's so so good it's just and it's and it's relatively family friendly i mean there are there are some topics with things i mean family friendly to maybe a a a younger Teenager. teenager yeah 14 if you have a i would say you have a 12 year old that's kind of a that's kind of knows what stuff is sure it it under but it appreciates musicals if you have a 12 year old that loves the stage productions of things you might have to explain a couple of things to them or you may not like i'll tell you when you're older situation but yeah there's not anything that's really risque there's no nudity there's some simulated sexual stuff there's talks about aids there's talks about you know homosexuality which can be a conversation at, this point, at any time but at this point 12 year olds know all about that anyway they so. should at least right god unless you're in florida um right fuck you florida um or desantis where, where they uh, yeah more of that more of that yeah fuck you desantis i'll go there i don't give a fuck i don't care um, i, I would have gone there too oh uh, yeah don't say gay kiss my motherfucking ass yep. well this one ended really hard <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know, uh, Steve, guys. Yeah, I, I've got, I've got some, I got some cool things for us though, Steve. Now that we've all right. uh, we've wrapped it up, I'll I'll turn it around, Steve. I, I like want to start. I want to start doing this because I'm I'm getting daily emails on it, Steve. And I text. Oh I'm yeah, te- I'm just telling you. Oh yeah, the things we're starting to get recognized, man, around the freaking world. Yeah, like a lot. I know. Uh, so Steve, as of recording today, which is what day is today? Today's March, March 8th. March, March 9th. 9th. Okay, so this is coming out in a couple weeks. Yep. Which, in in Belize, Steve, can you Belize it? We're number Cannot seven. Belize it. We're number seven in Belize right we now. We got to seven, huh? We're number seven. Look at us. Uh, in uh, Ecuador, we're number 31. Way to go. In Mongolia, we're number 64. Way to go, Mongolia. And Steve, in freaking Tajikistan... Yeah, Tajikistan, Steve, which is in Central Asia, which I had to yep. Google. Yep. Guess what number we are in Tajikistan, dude? I'm pretty sure we're number one because I said fuck Putin a couple of different times. Numero uno. We are number one in the music commentary uh, category uh, in Tajikistan. Uh, and number 48 overall in all categories over there, guys. I love it, man. That's all awesome. categories. That's amazing. I'm, I'm loving now, that we're getting, getting some love. Now, we just need to get that love to the United States. I would love yeah, to just once scroll through Apple Apple Podcasts and just find us there as like a top In the show. top 200? Top 200, just once. So I can take a screenshot, guys. And Steve, in order for me to do that, what do people have to do? We need Rhonda Sanders to stop doing stupid shit in Florida. <laughs> well, that true. That too. So I, I stop saying stuff that's dumb. Um, uh, the uh, we, we could probably use some ratings and reviews. Those would help. Listens yep. definitely help. Shares with your friends. Those are those are great yep. things. Uh, you know, the five-star reviews on Apple do help with that. They don't really help us push out too far, but they do help us get up the charts a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the listens do help us greatly, though, guys. So if you you have friends that you think would uh would like something we've done i mean shit at this point we've done a lot you never know um share share a podcast we made you laugh you know share us out there so you can tell you can tell your friends and family that we made you laugh um yeah if we made you cry hopefully it was good tears unless you live in florida and you're a desantis fan um 
I got Fuck a couple. Off. I got a couple um, more things, Steve. When what you're else done. you got? I was just gonna say. I was looking today, and I don't know how I feel about it, but it is what it is. We have our first listener from Ukraine come through. Nice. So recently. Uh, recently. So thank you, Elon. Up. Fight the good fight over there, man. We're rooting for you. Yeah. You and uh, President Beefcake. Yeah. Right. Uh, that guy. Tell you right. what. Um, no, I, uh, that's awesome. I mean, I, yeah. Hey, I'll take it, man. I I'm hopefully we can bring people some joy over there. That's, that's the whole thing we do this for. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, guys, if you haven't, if you've just randomly come across our podcast, uh, thanks for finding us, uh, check out our back catalog. I know it's a lot. We got 130 some plus in the bank. We're not banned in Russia yet. All you got to do guys Start from the newest and work yourself backwards. If you're on Apple Podcasts, the next one will automatically play. Will automatically yeah. play. So you'll yeah. get the best. You'll get. You'll go from the best to the worst, really. As far <laughs> as far not not content, but just Us. how how we've grown as a podcast. So yeah, um, for sure. Well, and the cool so, thing is too with our podcast, you can jump around a little bit. They're not usually sequential unless you get into like the Christmas ones. Those ones right. do build on each other a little bit. But unless we do something yeah. fun, like we're doing something like. July last year, we did the Where in the World of Steve. We didn't listen to those in order. That can get kind of confusing. Um, but yeah, you don't really have to other listen than to that. Those, so. You all should check yeah. out the Bruce Springsteen episode, though. I'll tell you that much. Go, just go check it out. <laughs> oh, God. Steve's laughing because we Brandon got hyped up. That's that's one of our lowest rated. It is episodes. our lowest rated podcast. I will mention one last thing, Brandon. We are April. We're uh, almost into April, which means we are getting ready to start planning for the summer. We are planning for the summer. So we are planning something fun for July. It's gonna I be am hot. Dubbing it the hated it month. Hated um, it. So we are gonna do hate month in July. That is going to be a month filled of Steve and or Brandon or a guest. Who yeah. knows? Somebody's gonna get hawked up on every single podcast. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know what hawked up means, that Check means. Out. Check out um, Luke Bryan, Greta Van Fleet, Nickelback, Billy Eilish. A little bit of Billy Eilish. The first like five minutes of that R. Kelly. Um, if that one's out, at oh, that it point, will be at the, some point. I know it will be at some point. Wait, wait, it's coming, guys. It's coming. Um, that whole Ron DeSantis rant I had about five minutes ago. Yeah, right. More of that, but like forty minutes more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I get hyped up and talk really, really fast and say the F word a lot. Not right. kid friendly. So no. if you want to be on hate month or you have an artist that you loathe entirely, <laughs> share it with us. Let us know. Yeah. I probably hate them too. If I don't hate them, I can find reasons to hate them. I'll tell you right now, Steve, I'll just throw mine out there. What one of mine is that we're going to do. Yep. We're going to do, do an album by Elvis guys. We are. That's that's we sure are that's, that's that's numero uno on my list. You have you have your list, and yes, it's happening. I will tell you there are two artists that you cannot pick for hate months, and they are that's Nickelback true. and Creed. Yeah, uh, because we've already done Nickelback, and uh, we Creed's are on our Creed. list. For, Creed Again, is later. Creed's on our list. <laughs> right. uh, so you can't pick Creed. Uh, also, don't also don't pick Drake. Don't pick Drake. Please God, know don't. how we because you know how we feel about it. If not, um, you'll find out on Friday. Otherwise, otherwise, if you know of an artist that like you hate that we don't know about, let us know. Yeah. The more, and you want to be on the podcast, if you want a guest spot, that's even better. Yeah, absolutely. We'll pull we'll pull in as many guest spots as we need to. There's eight, I believe, eight uh, episodes that are going to drop in the month of July, every Tuesday and Friday, guys. Uh, or nine. Or nine, whatever happens. I don't know. Shit, if we get we get enough of them. I might get Brandon to do ten. We'll see. If not, I'll know. just record with you. Fuck it. There you go. We'll just we'll, we'll have, just gonna we do. Won't, we won't have dad here to keep us to keep us busy. This could get interesting. Yeah. Oh boy. Your dad, by the way. Huh? Your dad, by the way. My dad. Your dad. No, you are dad in the oh, podcast. Oh, me are dad. I thought you said yeah. my dad. And if, I was, no, if, if, my I know dad? if if uh, if we're gonna do hate month and you're not here yeah. and it's just me and another dude or, oh. or women like, yelling. Oh. It's going to be not involved. You got to edit that bitch. And that's going to be, a it's going to be, it's going to producer. Brandon is not going to be uh, very happy. I'll put on that hat. <laughs> the text, sure. the text, the text. You said fuck 47 times in right. a row. Well, I've come to the conclusion that uh, that's just what our podcast is. I used to bleed it out in the beginning of our show, 
Uh, but yeah, uh, I remember there was a conversation you and I had about me not doing that very much, and right. I cut it back for a while. And then uh, uh, Luke Bryan happened, uh, and then um, and then January sixth happened, and then you were just like, "Fuck it." Yeah, it's pretty much how it went. And then uh, I just good yeah, there for you're a month, good. about three months. Right, right. Um, Steve, we should we should promote one thing too. While I'm thinking about it, man, we're just just kind of going off the off the rails and off the cuff here. At the we end. do. Uh, Steve, we should talk about what's on your head. Huh, a little, my hat? A, li- a little bit, yeah. So we we, we, we do this hats. thing. We do this thing on Zoom, guys. So you can't see it, but if you don't know, we have some merch. Yeah. And if you want to be supporting the Notes and Goats podcast, there's ways to do that. We've got hats, we've got lanyards, we've got stickers. Stickers we'll give away for free. Those ones are those are easy, but lanyards and hats mainly. Uh, hit us up in our DMs and. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll let you know we've got some sizes. We've got um, we got one old shipment that has black hats and so, uh, a new shipment that's got a different color on it. It's a different like stuff. a charcoal gray. Yep. Uh, which I still need mine, Steve. Um, I'm working on it, dude. I have, they're sitting I next to me. Yeah. I, we should just hang out some time. Right? Uh, that's Not like you live like half a mile from me. At I know, right? Um, anyway, so I just was coming up with that. So I like yeah. it. Yeah. Easy peasy. I like it. No, yeah, if you guys do want some merch, let us know. Uh, I'm hoping to get T-shirts or something made up at some point. We That'd can do fun. it if, if, the, if the, the interest is there. Just a yeah. short run or something uh, fun. But, you know, it's uh, it's something just we're having fun with, guys. Likes a little bit of money back. But, yeah, either way. Um, right. If it's another podcast and you want to share merch and you want to you just do a merch swap, merch let us know. Swap. Yeah. We're open to that, too. Yeah. Um, but, as always, guys, um, Thank you for supporting us as we do this. Support our friends. We'll support you. If you yeah. have something you want to promote, want us to promote for you, let us know. If you need us for something, you want us to be on an event, eh, we're available. We're yeah. around. Right. Uh, within driving distance, unless it's to check a sand and they're going to pay us to come out there. I could probably make that happen. I don't know if I even want to go to a place that ends in Stan. <laughs> oh, no. On that note, <laughs> I'm going to Florida next week. There you go. <laughs> Right, me and DeSantis are gonna party. Oh, Fuck boy. that guy. <laughs> I should have stopped the recording right there. <laughs> oh god, we'll just cut it. It's fine. I probably will. All right, guys. As always, this has been the Notes McGold's podcast, talking about tick tick boom. I think that's it. All right, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Fuck Ron DeSantis. Notes McGold's. Notes McGold's. Notes. Ma-goats.